We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up. Got a great show for you this week as we bounce around quickly and just do a skim dive of all of the top stories in Denver sports. We're going to be talking to Jesse Montano of DMVR Avalanche about the updates to the injuries. Mac on the way back. Can't wait to hear about that. We're going to talk to Henry Chisholm about the Denver Broncos because we have to. And then later in the show, we're going to talk to Ryan Konigsberg about the Buffs who have had a monster week this week uh, with recruits, transfers, and everybody else uh, coming over to the Buffs and making them one of the hottest teams in all of college sports. Really the hottest team in all of sports. Forget the college part with any sport. But first, we're going to start with the Denver Nuggets who are currently the one seed in the Western Conference, at least as of Friday night, they're hosting the Portland Trailblazers, but they come into that game as the number one seed, despite the fact that this season has gone far from smooth for the Denver Nuggets. Yes, they got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter back from injuries in the offseason, but those both of those guys have been out of the roster over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Michael Porter dealing with a heel injury, which he assures everyone has nothing to do with his back injury, a completely separate one. Nonetheless, he did miss about three and a half, four weeks. He's going to be back on Friday, back in the lineup and back in the rotation, right ahead of the Christmas Day matchup with the Phoenix Suns. And then Jamal Murray, who took off the game on Wednesday, the best win of the year for the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray not uh, available for that one as he was doing routine maintenance, although we also know that he's had his left knee, the surgically repaired knee, has been banged up and a little bit sore. Again, nothing we're told to be concerned about, but as part of his load management throughout the season to make sure he doesn't re-injure himself. Nonetheless, Denver gets those guys back uh, on Friday and right ahead of the Sunday matchup with the Phoenix Suns, which is a rematch, at least for Denver fans, a rematch of the playoffs back in 2021. A playoff matchup that did not feature Jamal Murray and, of course, saw the Denver Nuggets get swept in four games. Uh, it should be a big litmus test and, I think, measuring stick game for the Denver Nuggets who have, been, again, it's wild. They're in first place. And it didn't feel like the season has gone that smoothly. And yet here Denver is in the first place in the standings. It feels like a prove it game 
an opportunity for Denver in front of the biggest audience they'll play against uh, in front of all year, the Christmas Day game and the nightcap to the Christmas Day schedule. It'll be an opportunity for them to kind of say, hey, there's a reason we're the number one seed and we're only scratching the surface of what we've been capable of, capable of getting Michael Porter Jr. back, who's shooting above 40 percent from the three point line on the season, getting Jamal Murray back and rested. We'll see what he looks like. Another story for the Denver Nuggets has been their 24th ranked defense. They were 28th just one week ago, one of the worst marks in all of the NBA. In fact, the teams, the, the only two teams that were behind them, both teams that are trying to be bad on the defensive end. Earlier in the season, Michael Malone said he wanted the team to be a top five defense. That was the goal for the team coming into the year. They've fallen well short of that. But we did see a defensive uptick in this last game against the Memphis Grizzlies, one of the best offenses in the NBA. Denver held them to just 91 points and was their best defensive effort that we've seen. You kind of get the sense from watching them. Denver has been number one in clutch defense this year. They've turned the defense up in the moments that it matters, um, but they play with fire every single night. Is this a team that knows it's an 82-game season and is kind of easing into things uh, and is ready to turn it on? Usually teams, you know, repeat contender teams always talk about Christmas is when the, the, the calendar flips. Christmas Day, the good teams kind of turn it on. Is that where we're at with Denver, where they haven't played great defense all year? They've showed they can do it in pockets, but now it's the time where they make their move, a string of home games to open up January. Um, maybe this is where they try to turn it on. But right now the story with them is number one seed, Number 24 defense, those two things don't line up. Which one of those is the outlier? Which one of those is to be believed? The number one ranking or, you know, the number one record, or is it the 24th defense, which is usually a sign of a team that is overperforming? Um, and then the emergence of Christian Brown would be the latest one. He was the first round draft pick for the Denver Nuggets this year out of Kansas, a national champion with Kansas this last year, and a guy who played all 40 minutes in the national title game. He's six foot seven and brings great defense. He's been in and out of the rotation especially as Denver has been struggling to find a defensive identity. You think you got this guy who was drafted for defense. Why isn't he getting more minutes over the last game? Really, really this last one against Memphis, he shined his best game of the year, helped them win, had a key block on John Morant, an MVP candidate, uh, really did a good job of limiting his effectiveness and his efficiency in that game. And then offensively knocked down a couple threes, got to the foul line, got to the rim and finished above the rim on a couple of dunks. It was a breakout game for him. Uh, for Christian Brown and a player that I expect to be in the rotation going forward, even as you get guys like Jamal Murray and Michael Porter back. So uh, the Nuggets right now on a little bit of an upswing, but I would say Nuggets fans, not quite all the way in on them. I think everybody optimistic about them, but not quite believing if they are the team that can be a, a title contender. You want to see a little bit more out of them. That's report for the Denver Nuggets. We're going to get to the Denver Broncos, the CU Buffs, and the Colorado Avalanche on the other side. But first, I want to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor of the Denver Sports Podcast. You guys know they're an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and Christmas Day is the day in the NBA with five marquee matchups. All the big-name players in the NBA are playing that day, except for Kevin Durant Zion Williamson. Those are the only two players. If you said the top 10 biggest names in, in, in the NBA – Eight of them are going to be there, uh, and so it should be a great night, including Nikola Jokic. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout when you use that DraftKings same-game parlays. The most fun way to make bets, even if it is the most difficult, it's the most fun way. And guess what? Maryland sports fans, listen up. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Merry Christmas to you. Download the app now and get the holiday hoops action. Sign up with code DNVR, place $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win 
and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for those details. Also want to tell you guys about Breckenridge Brewery and in particular the Breckenridge Brewery. Broncos country. Football regular season is coming to a close, which means the Broncos season is sadly coming to a close, but it doesn't mean it's got anything to do with beer. Beer can fix any problems. You know, Breckenridge Beer has you covered with the hometown craft beer, the Denver Broncos. Broncos country pale ale. Show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the Orange Crush logo and 100% Colorado ingredients. This will be your go-to for the rest of the football season. And what you know what? Maybe we'll have something new for you in January for the Nugget season. Uh, we've also got the Fun Slinger Lager, which is great. And if you want to find any of the drinks on the Breckenridge Brewery menu, you can go to the Breck Brew locator at breckbrew.com. You put in your address, and it'll tell you the different restaurants, bars, and uh, liquor stores near you that sell the specific type that you're looking for, whether it's the Broncos Country or something else that you got. It's a great tool there. Or you can come down to the DMVR bar. We've always got that stuff on tap. All right, let's turn our attention now to Jesse Montano and the Colorado Avalanche, who have had a very interesting week this week uh, as they start to get players back into their lineup. All right, now I'm joined by a writer for DNVR Avalanche at thednvr.com, as well as a co-host of the DNVR Avalanche podcast and the new special at the rink, which premieres every Monday, yep. Jesse Montano. Jesse, thanks for joining me. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. I sound a lot cooler when you list everything that I do back to back to back. <laughs> uh, I, try, I try my best, man. I try my best. Um, the Avs, though, right now in a weird weird season, weird point yeah. in time. Why don't you walk me through what are the updates right now on the injured players and what's yeah. around the corner over the next week or two for the Avs? Yep. So, no, weird is, a, is definitely a good way to describe this first. Uh, we're at about 30 games now for the Avs, so we're approaching the halfway point, which is also crazy. Uh, but, no, it's been a weird start, and a lot of that's been because – I don't know if I've seen a string, maybe the Nuggets from last year, a string yeah. of injuries to key players like they had there for seriously about three weeks where it seemed like every other night, not only were you losing a guy, you were losing a very key, a very important player. They started the year without Gabe Landeskog, uh, no Darren Helm, and then since they've lost Bowen Byram, Nathan McKinnon, uh, uh, Evan Rodriguez for a stretch, Val Nachushkin for a stretch, Arturi Lekkinen for a stretch. Uh, but... There's some good news coming on all of that. Finally, they in the last week, they got Val Nachushkin, Arturi Lekkinen, and Evan Rodriguez back. Uh, I am expecting now about this point, Adam, probably about a week, we see Nathan McKinnon getting back into game action, okay. which is the big one. Of course. Uh, and then after that, I do think Darren Helm is right around the corner. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, who just went out, he's missing these last couple games before Christmas. I'm expecting him back first game after the break. Uh, Gabe Landeskog is the big one. He's probably still about February. Okay. Uh, after having to have a second surgery to clean up a surgery that he had at the end of last year. Um, so he is really the only one that really should be beyond the next week to 10 days, two weeks at most for some of these guys. I didn't even mention Josh Manson, but as tough as it's been for the last month, there is actually light at the end of this injury tunnel finally. But does it feel, so the calendar's flipping over in a week, you said about a week, does it yep. feel a little bit, I know that you still have Landis Gog in the horizon, but yep. you know they've survived without a player of his caliber for a while, especially getting Nate and Kale back. Yep. Does it feel a little bit like the reset button is about to be pushed on the season? Yep, I, I really do. I think this Christmas break 
is kind of going to be the demarcation line that we right. end up using yep. at the end of the season. Um, because even at the beginning of the year when it was just Landeskog and Helm, we all kind of knew you're going to have to weather a some level of storm. Now, obviously, that was made way worse by all the other injuries adding right. up. But, no, to answer your question, they've, they've done a great job treading water. They got one more game before the Christmas break, but I do think that we will talk about this three-day break here as the that was where you saw it. the shift happen. I love it. Christmas, the post-Christmas Avs, yep. ready to take their run here. And let's just look at the standings. I mean, I know Avs fans were in a freak out about a month <laughs> ago that maybe they're going to miss the playoffs altogether. And yep. look, I understand the panic. You know, you miss some time here. But yep. where are they at? How much damage has been done over the shorthanded period? And where are they at positioning-wise? Really? To, so to answer the question of how much damage has been done, it, you're probably... Because they're sitting in, this, in the first wild card spot right now on December 23rd, right. Festivus. Uh, <laughs> so they're sitting in the first wild card spot. I, I think they would have, coming into the season, they would have liked or they saw themselves in the top three of their division, not yeah. in a wild card spot. But it, look, w with all these injuries, the fact that you are in a playoff spot uh, on at the Christmas break, uh, I, I really think you can't have asked you. You couldn't have asked for a much better performance given the depleted roster to put them in a spot where you're not having to chase a playoff spot coming out of the holiday break. Um, so yeah, are you maybe a little bit disappointed that they're not sitting tucked away comfortably in the top three of the division? Sure, but when you add in all of the context, uh, I really do. I think I think you're pretty happy with where they're at. They might not have a run like the one they did last year where I lost a handful <laughs> early, didn't lose again, it felt like the entire right, year. Right. You might not have that run, but I mean, is it out of the question that they could win big, get a top seed uh, you know, in uh, the conference? No, I don't think it's out of the question. I, I honestly still, Adam, I, I really do, I think, by... Even March, I think you are right back to talking about this team as potential contender for the West. Uh, again, they're sitting in the first wild card spot, but I think they are. I think like seven points back with two games in hand from first place in the West. Gotcha. So like yep. it's it's right, it's there. right there. You got to win those couple games in hand that you've got. Kay. But they they've done a great job, and really it speaks. Jared Bednar has not gotten enough praise this year. He hasn't ever gotten enough praise here from the national media, but this year in particular, what he's done uh, with some of these, you know, American League call-ups. Uh, I mean, he he had a game there where he was running Andrew Cogliano and Logan. O he had a, a week where he was having to run those guys as second-line players, like right, all night, right. nearing 20 minutes. What he's done with the group that he's had to start the year and to keep them in contention uh, has been really impressive. And this is still a team they should they should contend for the West in the regular season. Uh, I actually still think Vegas has them as the Stanley Cup favorite in spite of all the injuries. Wow. Uh, and, and Miko Rantanen, I'm not, I don't think he'll win it, but he's having an MVP caliber season right now. Uh, I, love, I love it. And, Every year a new one. Right, right. <laughs> I was saying, and Nathan McKinnon isn't back yet. Kale McCarr, people are saying, is having an off year. He's got like 29 points in 31 games. Like, oh, gotcha. off. Right. Slow start for Kale. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, things, things are, despite all the injuries, they put themselves in a good spot to have a nice run here on the back half. All right, let's do the silver lining thing. You mentioned some of the players that have been call-ups. Has yep. there been an emerging player that has taken advantage of the opportunities given the fact that nobody's been healthy? Right. Uh, well, so I, I, I need to touch on Miko again really fast because he sure. is, he's gone from, you know, a star in this league to right. like an elite superstar here at the beginning of this year. He's using his size in a way that we've never seen him do it before. And He's embraced the leadership role in a way that I've never... The knock on Miko has always been, 
Well, he can disappear at times because he knows he's got Nate. He knows he's got Kale. He didn't. Ha- he doesn't have any of that shelter right now, and he hasn't shied away for a second from being the guy on the ice. He's answering every question after every game. He's been a huge revelation in his own way. Uh, but for me, in terms of guys seizing opportunities, it's been Ben Myers. You have signed him as a college free agent at the end of last year. They kind of had a plan for him. He didn't make the team right out of camp, <clears throat> but with all these injuries, he's been able to come in, and Jared Bednar was just gushing about him the other day. Uh, he, he looks quicker. He understands that there's a spot up for grabs and that he has an opportunity here to grab one, uh, but he has been huge for the Avs here in these last couple weeks, just coming in and really kind of filling a, a JT Confer role in their bottom six, which they've had to have JT Confer elevated, so you've right. lost that in, in your depth a little bit, and, and a guy like Ben Myers has been huge to come in, and then a quick little honor, honorable mention is uh, John Luke Foodie. He is back with the uh, the Eagles right now, but that's a guy that they thought was two three years away. Uh, in talking with some folks uh, that that would definitely know within the organization, this that guy has rocketed to the top of their prospect uh, pipeline. This is now a guy that they're looking at as potentially NHL ready. You wouldn't have gotten that if it wouldn't weren't for these injuries. He's got a great name. I mean, that's half the battle in pro <laughs> right. sports. Ben Myers, you're saying good things, but I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't I know. Say, John Luke Foodie, you got a hype Luke in Foodie, there? I'm so in, yeah. man. This guy sounds incredible. <laughs> he is Jesse Montana. You can check him out at DNVR Avalanche Podcast. And as I said, at the ring, some great new content that yep. we have on the Avs Beat that you're going to check out every Monday uh, on thednbr.com as well as the new podcast on our YouTube channel. All right, now we are joined by the co-host of the DNVR Broncos podcast. It's Henry Chisholm, a.k.a. Hank. Hank, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just another cold day. I, I, I hate being outside right now, which is a shame. Why are you outside, actually? What's going on here? I'm not outside. Oh, I was I... outside before, and I'm still cold. Okay, there you go. Um, well... Here, I have some not-so-fun questions as we catch up on the Broncos. Yeah. And the first one is, I guess all the questions are unfun now, but what is there that is left to learn about the Broncos right now? Like, what is left? Um, I mean, the big thing is just the offense. And you've got three weeks left to, to, to watch them play. Um, you know, can Russell Wilson play like he did against the Chiefs, or at least for that 10-minute stretch against the Chiefs when everything seemed to be working? You know, they put up 24 points last week without him going against the worst defense in the league and there were other things kind of working on their side like a turnover that gave them the ball at the five yard line but there have at least been a couple signs of life and maybe they can build off of that over the last three weeks of the season so that's really what it comes down to is momentum going into the offseason yeah i mean it's obviously nothing really matters at this point they're yeah. four and ten and the playoffs have been dead for a long time but yeah if you could just see anything out of this offense um and i think that when people think like, oh, sure, whatever, they, they score 24 points, what does that count for? The answer is not much, but if they score 24 points, it's because you right. know, Russell Wilson threw for 275 yards or Jerry right. Judy had a good game or Cortland Sutton had a good game. So you're just looking for something to, to build off of. It's not just hope. It's about, you know, does Cortland Sutton look like a receiver who can make plays down the field or, or make catches underneath? You're, you're just looking for these tiny little things to know what you're building off of because as of right now, it seems like they have absolutely nothing to to build off of next season. So paint me a picture of the brightest timeline for these last couple of weeks. What is the best possible scenario for the Broncos from here to the end of the season? Well, 
the, the first thing you look at is that game against the Chiefs. If you can beat the Chiefs, then that's, uh, that's, that's a massive win. And we're still a week away from that game. Um, but that, that, to me, is the biggest thing that can happen. Because the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos 14 times in a row. Right. Now, are they going to beat the Chiefs? No, they're not because I mean, they never do. They've lost 14 in a row. Um, so beyond that, you know, if you could get a 300-yard game from Russell Wilson somewhere in there, if Jerry Judy keeps playing like he's been playing the last couple weeks, um, if, if he picks up 80 yards a game for these last three games, uh, I think that would stand out. You know, the running game, as much as you'd like to see it get going, Latavius Murray's your running back. He's probably not going to be back next year. This offensive line, it'd be great to see it get going, but three of those guys are probably gone next year. So I think it all comes down to the passing game with Russell and hopefully Greg Dulcich and hopefully Cortland Sutton. Well, moral victories and hopium. That's what we're hoping yep. for on the Broncos front. He is Henry Chisholm following the day-to-day beat with uh, the Broncos up at thednvr.com as well as co-hosting the DMVR Broncos podcast. Uh, warm up there for me, will you, Hank? I'm going to do my best. We'll see you, buddy. All right, we are joined now by one of the co-hosts of the DMVR Buffs podcast, as well as the DMVR Broncos podcast. We're not talking Broncos, we're talking Buffs. It's, of course, RK, a.k.a. Ryan Konigsberg. RK, what's happening, my good man? Not much, man, as I've been saying a lot lately. This, it's always true, but another great day to be a Buff. <laughs> it, it's more true now than it has been probably at any point in my adult life, at least. And this was a big week. Obviously, we have the prime tracker up on the DNVR.com. Our hottest commodity on the website right now is we're tracking all of the names that are coming through for the buffs right now through the transfer portal and, of course, through the signings. I want you to walk me through, though, who are the biggest names that have joined the buffs or committed to the buffs or transferred to the buffs over the last uh, 48, 72 hours? Yeah, you know, I think maybe some people would argue with me on this one because the one, two are both fantastic. But I'm going to put Shador Sanders as number one. Now, he was probably the most expected, considering he is the son of, obviously, Deion Sanders. Uh, But four-star quarterback coming out of college, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, can he do this at the Power 5 level? It's like, well, he had an Alabama offer coming out of high school. Like, he went to Jackson State not because he had to, because he wanted to be with his dad. Uh, And this kid is special, special, Adam. Uh, His accuracy is way above par for a sophomore in college. Um, And his mental game, the way that he – sees the game, feels the game, and understands the game is like something I've never seen from a player his age. So that's got to be the number one biggest addition. Colorado has not had a quarterback drafted in the NFL draft since 1997. I think Shador Sanders will be the one to break that streak. So, I mean, this is the big question, and I know you guys have talked about this at length on the podcast, but he is coming from a tiny conference. Now he's going to a big one. What makes you so confident that that is not going to be a more complicated step for him? I think it's one of those things that he has to adjust to, but from a skill level, he has the skills of any of these players. I think he's going to be, you know, a top three, top four quarterback in the Pac-12 just based off of his skill level. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's going to be immediate, you know, like Colorado opens the season at TCU. Obviously TCU is in the playoff this year. So, you know, he's going to be thrown into it right away, but, he was always built for this and the numbers that he put up at Jackson state are indicative of a guy who should have been playing at the power five, who was playing in the swack. So, um, you know, to me, the biggest thing is the combination of his arm strength, which you actually could still see some improvement on and his accuracy. You know, when you're, when you're as accurate as he is and you can pinpoint the football, wherever you want, um, you're going to do just fine. 
I love it. All right, who else is on the list of big names joining the Buffs this week? Yeah, the one that people probably would have argued me with and said he should be number one is Travis Hunter. Um, the number one player in the country last year coming out was committed to Florida State and flipped on signing day for Coach Prime uh, in Jackson State. You know, obviously that's he stole him from his alma mater. Florida State fans were up in arms. Um, and <laughs> this kid is special. There's only been three five-star players in the history uh, of Colorado to go to CU. So, you know, the, he makes it four. And what's crazy about him is he plays both ways. And I think he's going to do it in the Pac-12 as well. He really? Is, yes, he is so good at corner. Um, but as Dion said in uh, a video – or, yeah, and sorry, in an interview he did with Shannon Sharp, he said, you know, he likes corner, but he loves wide receiver. And I think, you know, Coach Prime is just going to let him play on the side that he loves a little bit. It's not every play. I think you give him 10 to 15 plays a game on offense. But in the Celebration Bowl – he was more impactful on the offensive side, catching two touchdowns, including the game tire as time's expiring. He's just a, a freakish, freakish athlete. Uh, and, you know, with because of him and a few other guys, Colorado now has the seventh-ranked transfer class in the entire country, uh, which is the fastest way to, you know, to turn things around right now. So it's seventh, and it's not – is it over? I mean, do we still expect no. more movement? Is there a chance, and is there an expectation that maybe it'll become – top five by the time it's all over yes and in fact they added marshawn neeland yesterday who was a transfer uh from kind of like a mid-major school who was actually ranked the 18th best run stopper in the country last year on the defensive line that hasn't even been factored into those rankings yet so that alone is going to bump them up um you've got jimmy horn who is a speedy wide receiver out of south florida who's transferring um who is announcing on christmas and he's expected to go to colorado so there's another one. I mean, they really could climb this thing up into the top five and beyond. And what's interesting about the transfer portal is guys can be transferring all the way up to spring practice. Mm. So, you know, it's going to be uh, maybe there's a guy who thought he was going to start, but he's not going to. And he's seeing that in spring practice. He might transfer to Colorado. Uh, it's there's a lot. And they haven't even added Kevin Coleman yet, who was the number one wide receiver other than Travis Hunter at Jackson State, a four-star last year. Um, yeah, this thing is going to climb into the top five and could honestly challenge for number one when all is said and done. My goodness. All right, so we got Christmas coming up over the weekend. If you were to predict the next seven to ten days, I mean, there was a lot of fireworks over the last three or four. Is the big wave over, or do we expect a lot of more news on the horizon? I think the big wave is over, and, and that, that National Signing Day is always, you know, the biggest one. Uh, but that's also the early signing day. And I should mention that the number two player in the country, and by the way, the number one player is Arch Manning, who everyone knows. The number two player in the country is uh, Cormani McLean. He was supposed to go and, and sign for Miami on signing day. Last second, he pulls out. It's, you know, rumored that Coach Prime is the reason why he didn't sign. Today is the last day for him to sign if he's going to sign before the other national signing day, which is in February. It doesn't look like that's going to happen today. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. He could visit Colorado once they end this recruiting dead period. And, you know, that would, would be the Travis Hunter of this year if they were able to get him. And can you imagine that's a cornerback as well, those two being oh the bookends for, for Colorado's defense. So that's one we're going to be keeping an eye on. Then I mentioned a couple of those other transfers, Jimmy Horn, Kevin Coleman. Uh, that would pretty much round out the wide receiver group if they were able to get them. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see 
when those guys do it. Like I said, Horn is expected on Christmas. And the transfer stuff can just come in at any time. So I don't think the, uh, the transfer news cycle is over at Colorado, and I think this is going to keep being exciting for a while. I still can't wrap my head around this. Like, it's, it's been, what, two weeks, and it's still, or maybe three weeks, and it still just feels, uh, it, it feels surreal. Um, so much to keep to keep track of, and honestly, the news is coming in so fast, but of course, we have the Prime Tracker up on thednbr.com. Be sure to check it out. And then, the fellas, RK and Jake, are going live every single day for the DMVR Buff Show, which is taking off like a rocket ship. RK, thanks so much for spending some time with me. Of course. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 